we're back with another Taurus Trap podcast. And this week we wanted to talk about the Louis Vuitton collaboration with the artist Yayoi Kusama that just launched this week. Right. And she's an extremely iconic artist. Um, she's in her 90s, which is crazy. Still doing work and still relevant. Don't let age stop you. It's just a number. <laughs> it's just a number. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's had a very interesting career. So, um, I think that a lot of people became familiar with her, at least in the fashion world because of her work with Marc Jacobs when he was at Louis Vuitton. Um, so that was like the original collection she did with him, like 10 years ago, 10 years ago. <clears throat> in 2012. Yeah. And for those not familiar with, um, with her work, she's mainly known for, you know, doing all these like crazy polka dots and kind of like public installations. Um, there's a lot of pieces that people like, you know, have on Instagram, the infinity room. I think that's what it was called. Right. Mm. Um, she's done a lot of Instagram friendly installations that look very good photographed and look good on social media. What's interesting is that most of her art is actually very soothing looking, but she actually suffers from a lot of like mental illness and problems and, um, art has been a way to like relieve that for her. I guess when she was like, 10 years old she suffered from like severe hallucinations where she would see like polka dots everywhere and like engulfing her and things like that and um I guess that was like kind of like originally inspired a lot of her work that she still is doing um but very interesting that it kind of was born out of something of like fear and anxiety and when you look at it you actually at least for me it feels somewhat like soothing to look at her work and it's very happy looking as well um I will say she's also done some, like, um, artwork that's a little bit more, like, um, um, kind of out there, too, so. But the, so the collab with Louis Vuitton, though, is very much, like, polka dot focused, so they, there's a men's and women's collection, the women's collection is much more, like, bright and fun polka dots, I guess they're mostly primary colors, though, I would say, Mm -hmm. and then the men's is very black gray so monochromatic um and they basically just splash these polka dots all over louis vuitton bags and accessories like pretty much everything Mm, it's made to look like it's still wet basically like the little daubs of paint they have some like texture to it it's not like sort of screen printed on the the website actually has kind of a cool video on how they're applied but yeah it looks like it's freshly applied paint um, and it's a huge undertaking. There's so many different SKUs versus like in 2012, it was pretty small actually. There are like a couple bags and a few other SKUs, but this is like the women's collection. If you're scrolling through, it's like page after page after page of different um, different SKUs that are part of it. Right, and like one and two reasons why I probably did such a huge like a huge assortment one because the original Marc Jacobs collection that one is still like doing well like resale market wise like you it's really hard to find and they're very expensive purchases um and two you know rules of fashion dots and stripes sell so that's like always important to think about (laughs) even at Louis Vuitton even at that price point dots are still very important Mm -hmm. um but I think that they decided to go big or go home, basically, and just, like, it's taken over their entire collection. Yeah. I did like some of the pieces. Some of them were a little bit, um, how would you say, like, comical? No, I don't know. To me, Cla- I clownish. clownish a little bit. A little um, juvenile. Yeah. Um, the primary colors. Yeah. I like the luggage, but, you know, 
The luggage, we both thought the luggage looked really good. There's a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but there are some white pieces with the polka dots on it that look very cartoonish, clownish, which we didn't love. But I'm sure it'll sell extremely well. I'm, it will all definitely sell very well, I'm sure, because it, it's such like a simple idea. I feel like it will definitely do well, and it's, the whole point is to appeal to a really large customer base. I wonder what how much she gets from this, you know? what kind of deal they negotiated with her. I think she's probably getting a really good deal. I bet the original one with Mark Jacobs in 2012 was probably a pretty small commercial deal, but this is such a huge rollout. Like it's enormous. Like some of the marketing images you see like in the main Louis Vuitton store in Paris on the Champs-Élysées, there's an enormous, like the size of a building, like blow up doll of Yayoi Kusama. Like, yeah, like it's like grabbing the store, and there's like giant polka dots all over it. It's definitely verging on creepy, but also thinking about <clears throat> the way, like, she suffers from, you know, her mental illness too, like hallucinations. It's kind of interesting that that's like it, she's engulfing the building because, you know, she, at least her hallucination, she described it as like something engulfing her so it's very interesting i wonder if she had more like you know she's like i want to be engulfing this building like that's what i want to be doing (laughs) yeah and there is interesting stuff happening behind the scenes too at lvmh with louis vuitton has done super super well commercially over the past 10 years or so but their ceo just left michael burke who i'm actually not sure if he's american or what his background is but he he officially left not related uh, to the family that owns LVMH. Yeah, he is not related to Bernard, who who runs LVMH, the conglomerate that owns Louis Vuitton. Um, but he left. He had a very successful commercial run. He left right when this, you know, huge partnership launched, and they moved the CEO of Dior, who did super well expanding Dior over the past few years. So he's going to be in charge of Louis Vuitton now. And then um, I believe her name's Delphine, but the eldest daughter of Bernard is going to be taking over Dior, which is, you know, feels like she's maybe like being positioned to potentially take over the company at one point. I do feel like that's appropriate for Dior, at least for to work with Mario Graciaturi to like making it more of like a female, you know, kind of led company in a way, um, which I like. But interesting too that you know placing more children at the head of um, <laughs> more of, more of his children at the head of these companies too because similarly at Tiffany's as well right like he one of his one of sons the are... one of the younger sons is running Tiffany and that's there's two older children from Bernard's first marriage and then three younger children from his second marriage or maybe maybe it's his current right, marriage which we've discussed in a separate podcast <clears throat> we're like very obsessed with this family because we're obsessed with the show Succession so we imagine that it's just like Succession so yeah <laughs> if you haven't uh, watched that show you have to watch and it I'd love so good to read a book on the like inner workings of that family because right, that podcast we discussed we're gonna write the book <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna finance a ghostwriter to do it exactly we don't have time exactly um um, but yeah, a lot of interesting stuff happening there. We, you know, it's interesting to see this big rollout, but to me, it's, I don't know, it's interesting from a merchandising perspective, but from a design perspective, it's really more like, we like the suitcases, but not a whole lot else. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, interesting to see what's happening in luxury, still a lot of big high-end collaborations happening and setting the bar for uh, other brands out there. 
that's it for this week and we will be back here next week